You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome. This is Suzanne Toro, and it is soul, silence, and sound. And we're going to dive into a Dharma talk about holding the line and turning in. So on this moment on planet Earth, there's a lot of uh, propensity to want to see what is for all of us because the veils have literally been dropping. In addition, when we have these revelations of what is, uh, it takes a little moment to reorganize our relationship to the world around us. However, no matter what the situation is, you never, ever, 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 ever have to give up your inner code of ethics, that line that you hold for yourself. And so... Today we're going to talk about that line that you hold for yourself and maybe how to get acquainted with it. And then also from there, welcoming uh, you to turn in. So when we go out into the world, we start to navigate and interact with one another's energetic fields, our emotional fields, our thought fields, all these things are interfacing with our human body and our soul. And so if we're aware of this, then we can start to become more of an observer. And this is why meditative repose is so helpful. It creates accountability for oneself in relationship to the space that has been created. And this is something that takes practice. It's not something that uh, is just mm, grasped at and then received. It truly, truly takes some time to uh, master it or space, I should say. And then even with the, the concept of multiple lives, the reincarnation model, uh, it will take remembrance to pick up potentially where you left off or to go back a little bit if you ran ahead and miss some steps. So I share this with all of you uh, because it's this opportunity right now, what's being shared and my uh, ability to see certain things is that it's time to hold the vision. Uh, Humanity has been put into a holding pattern long enough and it's our divine free will to have creative expression on this planet. And that creative expression is what feeds us, is the uh, lila of life. So that's why oppression never works. And (laughs) it keeps going round and round and round. In addition, if you look at societies that are more oppressive in nature, all the creative energy has been squished out of it. And when you go into nature... It is this divine, beautiful, endless sea of creative expression. And our part in this planet retaining its beauty and its grace is by keeping our creative 
mechanism, our imagination in play with reality, not out of wanting or greed or even competition, out of pure expression and with a vision that is of service, not only to self, but to others. So today we're going to explore that. And I invite you to, for a moment, just sit with where in your life that you feel you have given way to oppressive thoughts within self, where you have held yourself hostage to some kind of uh, rules and regulation that inhibit your creative expression. And if you want, just pause it for a moment and then write that down, what instantly comes up. So now that you have that information, I want you to, if you need to, tear it out of your journal. I should have specified this if it's on a loose piece of paper. Once you have that, I want you to crumble it up. And then after the session today, I want you to burn it in a bowl or in a fire pit and let that go. Remove yourself from the energetic exchange with oppression wherever it exists within you and with the outside world. That's the first step, giving yourself permission to walk away from it. When we know ourself and we have this vision for what we want to create and see in the world, we have to examine these aspects that do hold us hostage, but then we need to release them. Because what happens is just like anything, when we see something that doesn't resonate or we want to understand something or we're shocked by something or we're consumed by something because it's in our ecosystem, uh, then it starts to permeate throughout our entire system. And bit by bit, those uh, bright eyes start to close. Uh, one can become jaded. And that's where even those terms like pessimist versus optimist exist because of circumstance. So yes, there are all things happening in the world. And to have faith and understanding that all the choices that we make in every given moment are our own expression of free will. In addition, the grand lila of life that's unfolding around us is in divine orchestration with those actions from before here. And so what we can do in this present moment for ourselves and others is to be in service to the world we want to see. And within that, we get to make change. And then in that process, we embody that change. In addition, we have the opportunity to be willing to adapt as circumstances and conditions and awarenesses change. And so we're constantly in this beautiful dance with life. Ballads are shifting, resonances are shifting, all of these things, but you have an opportunity to serve that with your grace your inner faith, your inner knowing, and your inner code of ethics. And so this is where that hold the line is so important. And it's easy to waver on this. Um, we've all, I believe, done that because we wouldn't be 
living in this world system right now uh, the way it is if we hadn't. And so it's easy sometimes because we can't always see the immediate efforts, the immediate results of our efforts. Sometimes there's instant feedback loop, but not always. So we are laying and um, seeding and creating, but we're not always seeing the immediate result. And I can uh, use the metaphor of uh, in university when I was in a furniture making class, I was so like in awe because I love trees. I went into the lumber yard where they had exotic woods. I was like, oh, like the beauty inside of a tree is just amazing. And then I, w- I was like, oh gosh, like all, you know, you kind of get taken away by like, oh, is this is an, an endangered species of wood that's already cut down in front of me. And as I explored the woods that I wanted to use for the piece of furniture, there's a whole process that happens before that piece of furniture becomes what I've drawn. First, even before I think it and then start creating it and playing with the sketches, then creating the mechanical drawings so I can build it um, and execute the details. I'm actually staring at it right now. I still have it. Um, And so when we create, uh, we have this opportunity to explore. And in that process, we might give way to certain things. Like maybe before I went in that lumber yard, I would be ethically not for harming trees and creating exotic furniture woods. However, also, I might be for it because this table has lasted quite a long time, so maybe less is used when we use the methodology of using stronger woods um, and materials so that they can endure space. We don't have to keep replacing with Uh, inexpensive products and goods. So as we move through this process of creativity and our own inner ethics, we get to test them on a daily basis. And it's not to hold judgment of ourselves or others, but it's to realize that we're in a process of investigation, creation, inquiry. And those code of ethics help keep us in the lane that we wish to be in. Now, everyone on the planet has the free will to choose which lane they want to be in. And some people choose to be in darkness and others choose to be in light. Uh, The one thing that doesn't serve any of us is fear at all, doubt, anxiety, uh, indecision. All these things stop the beautiful Leela of our own inner creation and they can become distracting. And so even if we go back to the table, if I had all of a sudden uh, spent too much time in indecision over the moral and ethical inquiry over these woods sitting in front of me, very similar to what people have in their eating habits versus realizing that that wood was already there put in front of me, and to make a choice. And that's what I did. I made a choice that felt in resonance with me. Um, I still remember some of the woods that actually I couldn't bring myself to, to take with me. They're beautiful, so beautiful. But I felt something that um, 
didn't feel aligned. And that might be how they were harvested. Could have been a wide variety a range of things. But when we listen to our inner ethics, then we know, hey, this is not what is in alignment with me. And that is a a lifelong and eternal process to understand what your ethics are. And it's not so much about the not do, it's about the do. What are you willing to do for self and others? How do you choose to be in service to self and others? And sometimes we need to step aside to really understand what is needed, what is wanted, and what we have the capacity to give in that moment. So the turning in is so important because that creates the space to say, hey, what do I want to create here? And then if we bring it back to human dynamics, you know, there can be an exchange uh, of creation energy and to say, gosh, what do I want to create here? And sometimes that might mean lifting someone up. Other times it might mean that you realize they don't want to be lifted up. So you need to give them space and walk away from that ecosystem until they're ready to be lifted up. It might be, mean that all you need to do is shine, shine, and that shine will inspire others. And so when we express our free will out into the world as a action of sincere and pure creative energy, it will have beautiful ripples. It will leave an effervescent scent in and around you. It's the consumption of the mind that we have to grasp at this, that, or the other that takes us off our path. The endless chatter that happens in our own mind and then oftentimes happens with family and friends. Uh, AKA gossip. Sometimes we need to process with another human being and that's invaluable. That can be done in a sacred space, a sacred container uh, with someone. You know, I do a lot of processing with people. That's a sacred container. It's their space to process and reflect and mirror. And outside of that, I don't feel that we need to do that at the dinner table about people that aren't at the dinner table. And in fact, when I take people on retreat, I ask everyone to keep it local, keep it local to those that are in the room. And all of these subtle practices give us the opportunity to live life with ease, within harmony of nature. We don't have to make a big effort of things. So to bring it back full circle in this moment is that one, if you're in alignment with your what you know to be your code of ethics, what you feel your draw, what your inner work has been historically throughout this lifetime, once you know what that is, that kind of is your your bumpers, if you will. That's what I tell 
even my children that are now old enough to take care of themselves, I, you know, we do as parents, we provide bumpers the best we can, but want them to have free expression and find themselves in their journey because we're just one stopping point in their eternal life. And so if you provide yourself with those bumpers, then you have freedom, you know, oh, oh, I'm getting out of bounds. Why am I over here? (laughs) And bring it back. Or if you're out of bounds, ask yourself why. Why am I here? Investigate. Sometimes you might be putting into practice something that you've discovered within your lane over here. But then if you're really true to yourself, you'll be like, huh, this this isn't where I belong, but I'm here for this moment and I'm going to get back to where I need to focus. And so when we have that in place, then we have a willingness because then when something comes up within the, the vision and the path that we have woven before here to take action on, we know to turn in, especially when those karmic landmines go off where we're triggered or our personal interactions happen, we know, wow, I just got, I stepped on something that didn't feel right, but I need to turn in and and sit with it, let it roll out of me versus carry it with me. And within that practice of turning in and then simultaneously holding that line, you're going to be pretty free and easy. It means that, yeah, you will be in repose sometimes. That's why those are created. Uh, That's why monasteries and churches and synagogues, nature creates places of repose. Even beautiful architecture welcomes you to have repose. And then from there, you take that repose, you realign yourself and you get back on, on the forward motion. Your life is so, so precious. And when we uh, get too distracted by the outside world, we lose sight of what we're creating. And that's where we're at. We've been held in the centrifuge of fear, doubt, division for the majority of all of our lifetime, but an intensified centrifuge. And that served its purpose purpose was to drop the veil and enough people have observed what is that it can't be unseen no matter what it can't be unseen so there's no reason for any of you that have seen what needs to be seen because that has forever shifted you and now it's time the space to get your vision back on put your eye on the horizon and take that wisdom of understanding what is and pave something better for the future. And those code of ethics are what keep us from doing it. Our actions mean doing the weaving of the quantum field with consciousness. Awakening and having a higher state of being has nothing to do with a free and easy lifestyle in that respect. It, it is there for you to live a conscious life for the benefit of all. And when we do that, our choices become much clearer. And all the beauty that's around us that Mother Nature puts around us is a reminder of what's possible when we're in creation. 
And this will be a continued dance of taking the vision, keeping ourselves on our path, and expressing ourselves with joy, with love, with curiosity, and with a humble gaze. And within that humility, it's just astounding what will, what is yet to come. And so, you know, many have talked about this age that we're just at like the entry door. <laughs> it's like there. It's like, okay, walk across the threshold into the foyer. And from there, we're, we're starting to continue the paving from there. And so a lot of that is in place, but we still have to pave. It's like laying a brick road. You can't, well, you could, you just stop, but we're paving that way. So it's solid and it's, it's a clear pathway into this new era that we're all co-creating. And so I encourage each and every one of you to take that paper of oppression and release it. And that will give you freedom, a seed of freedom that will expand. It'll give you a deeper knowing as to what and how to serve your creative energy. And it'll give you a greater understanding how to serve your fellow human and how to serve all beings in the universe. And the simple medicine is lead with your heart. Lead with your heart, kindness, compassion, with self and others. So as we go into this silent meditation, I welcome each and every one of you just to feel that love in your heart, to start to seed the vision that you've known for yourself, that you knew before this centrifuge of jostling. Humanity, one, we don't need to be held in fear any longer. And it's up to each and every one of you to decide if you're willing to set that control mechanism down within you and then it shifts within the outside world. And then it's a time to get busy. Get busy creating. <laughs> get busy creating for the benefit of all. And then the final piece that I will share with you is uh, as we go into meditation, the importance of having a clear mind is that so you are responsible with your thoughts when you have them. And that you're responsible then with your words when you have them. And then you're responsible with your actions when you have them. Because for each one of those things, there is a feedback loop and it does impact your fellow humanity. So I would want you to take a nice gentle breath into your heart center and then exhale out. Mm -hmm. 
again inhale and exhale good one more inhale and
So just gently, I welcome you to Just bring yourself into Shavasana, reclining completely flat on the floor or bed or sofa, and just lay with your back to that surface, palms face up, and then continue to follow your breath and receive.
Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Taking a soft, gentle breath up into your heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. 
And then gently from there, coming up into a seated position, bringing your hands in front of your heart, resting your thumbs on your sternum, taking another deep breath in, and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Beautiful. One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just welcoming you to follow your breath. And just give silent gratitude for all that you are in this moment and beyond. And then taking another deep breath in. And out. And then gently from there, I want to welcome you to give thanks and gratitude and love and compassion for person, people, and or place that you feel it would be welcomed. Gently from there, I welcome you to take another deep breath in and out again. Inhale and exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And I invite you to do a few things. Stay here a little bit longer uh, and listen to a little Kadri Scott. Don't think, just feel. And also, I welcome you to take that piece of paper and oppression and set it on fire responsibly in a fire pit or a bowl or your kitchen sink and let it be free and then in the next if you meet that meet it differently remember your lane remember your vision your free will and your ability to create for the benefit of all. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart 
a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a Tell me what they want to hear, just tell me how you feel. 